All right, boys, we ready? Yep, all set. Marcus, is your mic plugged in and turned on? Yes, my mic is on. Tyler, what are the odds that you're actually in studio for this one? 80-20. 80-20, you're here, or 80-20, you're on the road? Don't worry about it. Play the intro! Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Someone sounds like they're coming on the train! <laughs> Yo, what's up? This is Paul Bissonette. And Mike Grinelli. Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. I'm Matt from Surrey. U.S. Minster. North Van. And you're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Here are your hosts, Jake Jude. McTavish for Calder, and I mean it this time. Marcus Keller. Plan the parade or blow it up. No in between. And Tyler Erlinson. Because Manko will get 40 goals this year. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys Podcast! Welcome everybody to episode 81 of the Vancouver Boys Podcast. I am your host, Tyler Erlinson, and I'm joined as always by my fantastic co-hosts, Jake Jude. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? And Marcus Keller. How's it going, everybody? No producer this week, though. Who's that? (laughs) we are are produceless this week yes the production is in the toilet how are we gonna put this episode out like isn't he supposed to deal with that yeah that is a producer's job but yeah i don't think he does that job anyway (laughs) what does he even do (laughs) honestly he just sits there and makes fun of us from the other side of the room that's about it so it's a good thing he's not here Makes terrible takes. Yeah, <laughs> that just reminds me of the good old days. Actually, actually, no. I think we only ever did like four podcasts where it was just the three of us in a room. Usually, it was either just me and Jake, mm-hmm. or me, Jake, Tyler, and Alex. Yeah, there there have been very few occasions where just exactly us three have been in a room doing the podcast. Yeah, this is, this is how it started with the three of us, except for I wasn't even here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was the three of us, but all over the, the freaking country. The we also sure as hell didn't have the a studio. Three of us. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, boy. Don't go back and listen <clears throat> to the beginning. No. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Episode one is a train wreck yeah. start to finish. Yeah. It's also heavily edited. and It is still a train <laughs> wreck. <laughs> With that being said, we got lots of hockey to talk about this week. But Sorry. before we do that, let's take it away with a word from our sponsor. Well, this week's episode... And every week's episode of the Vancouver Boys Podcast is brought to you by Beaver Buzz Energy. Thank you so much, Beaver Buzz, for supporting the boys. We here at Vancouver Boys Studios are Beaver Buzzing. Alex, on the other hand, is not because he's not here. He's still Beaver Buzzing. He's just not Beaver Buzzing. He's probably Beaver Buzzing at home. (laughs) Definitely Beaver Buzzing. Wherever he is tonight. Yes. We're always Beaver Buzzing. Always Beaver Buzzing, even at work. (laughs) Yeah. Which I've been talked to about. Now. Yeah. 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 They hauled me into the <laughs> office. They're like, hey man, we gotta we gotta cut this out. Yeah. I'm like, what, what what's wrong? Come on. <laughs> Come on, man. I just I just wanna do my job, man. Yeah. <laughs> I wanna do it really fast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, in lieu of a fake sponsor this week, uh, we here at Vancouver Boys Studios would like to acknowledge that this month is Movember. Movember is and always has been an incredible campaign ran every November to raise awareness for men's cancers and more broadly men's health. Um, as men who have all lost men in our lives way too early, November is a campaign that we fully support. And should you choose to make any sort of uh, donation, you can find the link to their website in our bio through our Instagram and through our link tree. Mustaches are coming along pretty good too, by the way. Your guys' look good. Yours yours is looks the same. It's almost <laughs> visible. Yeah, I was going to say, I can see yours from yeah. here. Sometimes I think, oh, I'm not done my lunch yet. But then, oh yeah, no, that's just my mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. 
Well, something something else that isn't done is the Vancouver Canucks horrible play. <laughs> no, no, that's far from finished, <clears throat> isn't it? Yeah. The uh Marcus, what have you seen over the last week? Well, I mean, we beat Buffalo, but Buffalo played terribly too. It it is yeah, maybe the they've fr- gone off the rails lately. They it had is, such a decent start and now they're starting to look like Buffalo again. Well, they've the, done like the last 3 years in a row. The, their loss against the Canucks was their 6th loss in a row. Yeah. And that was the thing, was the Canucks had lost three in a row going in, and the Sabres had lost five in a row, and I'm like, this has Canucks loss all over it. You know, another team has a big losing streak. It It's going to snap against us. It always feels that way. But it didn't. Yeah. They got out to a two-goal lead in the first period, and again made me go, well, this one's in the shitter. We're we're not winning this one. They, they pulled through, but it, it was hard to be excited about because of how poorly Buffalo played. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I didn't see the first half because I was at work, but the second half I managed to see, and it was all Buffalo. <laughs> like, they definitely turned it around in the second half of that game. Oh, yeah, they had dominant stretches yeah. for sure. And I, I think what was tough was you could actually see stretches where the Canucks were playing really, really well, and then Buffalo would just slice through our defense like it wasn't even there. There were so many instances of that happening. That That was pretty tough but outside of that since our last episode the Canucks dropped three games in a row so it's Bedard time baby it's <laughs> like we we are getting to point of no return here and it feels weird saying that because we're still only a couple points out of the playoffs but like or out of sorry out of a playoff position mm-hmm. but it, it just it feels hopeless when you look at this team you know it, it feels like even though they're only like three or four points out they're not going to make that ground up I sure hope they don't. Yeah, that margin's just going to get wider and wider as the season goes on, but they're going to stay in that kind of like, not the very bottom, but close enough to make you think they have a chance. See, that's where I almost disagree a bit. I think they w- they do end up at the very bottom because there, there's a few things we got to talk about here. Is One, I, I think we should get to the Bo Horvat stuff first just because that seems to be the thing that's the most... Prominent? Prominent po- is a good word. Poignant? Po- I don't... Poignant? Mm-hmm. What does what does poignant mean? Poignant starts with a P. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Good poignant. <laughs> but while Jake looks this up, I think I've found another word. It's poignant, the most uh, evoking uh, a keen sense of sadness or regret. Yeah, that works here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The only other thing I was going to say was alarming. Like th- this is this is our captain. This is the guy who we've been told since like 2015 was going to be the captain. He's been the captain for three seasons, and they're saying he's gone. He's leaving. And not because he's underperforming, because he's performing so well, he's like, I'm playing with a bunch of freaking bums here. What's the point of staying? I mean, to be fair, <clears throat> he didn't put up these kind of numbers last year. So last year he was the bum, and now he's off to a hot start, and he thinks everyone else is shit. Well, what kind it's, of captain it's is this? tough to call him a bum. He had a 30-goal season last year. Yeah, but he still wasn't the best on the team. And now he's acting like he's the shit. Yeah, I wouldn't want my that. team. I wouldn't want there, that Bo. toxicity in my dressing room. Yep. Well, I, I don't know. That's I, To me, it has less to do with just he's off to, he happens to be off to a hot start and more to do with this as a contract year. And looking at the last few contract years, how have players been, right? Last year, JT Miller, best player on the team other than Thatcher Demko. And well, Thatcher Demko's a goalie. Shut up. <laughs> he, he, that counts as a player. <clears throat> but JT Miller, best skater on the Canucks team, comes into this season and starts, even though he's putting up points, worst defensive 
forward I've seen maybe ever. Maybe ever, but at least on the Canucks. Imagine JT Miller's terrible defense, and then Horvat next year, if we re-signed him, how horrible he, his defense is going to be. I know. Oh, God. That's what I didn't understand about, like, at the end of the Buffalo game, when they pulled Anderson, and it was a six on five, they mm-hmm. had Miller on the ice. Oh, they always do. I, I don't understand. Miller, I, Miller, one thing actually Miller is good for is late game. I don't know. He's always around the puck, like, at the very end of the game. I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah, I think it's less to do with the fact that he's not good defensively and more to do with the fact that he is just all around a hard player to play against, right? He has that kind of grittiness to him that he'll hound you with the puck. Even if he isn't actually going to take it from you, he makes it hard for you to do something with it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that mixed with the fact that he also has a bit of a nose for the goal, so they might trust him to score on that empty net. Maybe that has something to do with it as well. I think I found a way to fix this team. Oh, God. Are you implying that you found a singular thing that you could do to this monstrosity that is dressed up like an NHL team to fix it? No, it, it is a lot of things. Fire Boudreaux, because that seems to be a lot of people. No, I, I found... I'm going to get to that, and no, that's a bad <laughs> idea. We're not I, firing the coach. I found a lot of things that I can do to put together to fix this team. It's going to take two years. And we're going to go through a bit of a rebuild. Is step one buying it? Because that's the only way that, that anything's going to get fixed. That, that would be awesome. But this, this, is what I'm, this is what I'm thinking. We trade Horvat, 50% retained. If D- you tell me that the return on this is Line and Wierenski, I'm shutting you down. There's no, no way because both no. of those guys are out long term. <laughs> no. Tyler would still take him. Demko, a 2023 third and a 20. 20- 23 second so sorry so our captain yep our goalie who last year was in Vesna conversations <clears throat> yep and this year's off to a slow start but still is young and talented yep and what else a second and a third what is coming back here to the minnesota wild in exchange for defenseman kaylin addison right shot d looks absolutely stunning Guy's going to be a future, future <laughs> really attractive <stud>. kid. <laughs> if only you could see me and Jake's faces right now. Jesper Waldstadt. The goaltending prospect. The, probably the highest goaltending prospect ever right now. Just scored a goalie goal. Yeah. Just he did. A, I saw that. Just actually. imagine him with Ian Clark. We're not even going to know who Demko was. And two firsts. One this year and one next year. <clears throat> that gives us another shot at a first round pick this year. A first next year, an absolute stud defenseman who's proven that he can be a good defenseman in the NHL this year. He's got eight points already as a rookie. And an extremely high goaltending prospect. That, like, ten teams passed on in in, in the draft. I couldn't believe what happened that draft year. Remember the Edmonton Oilers traded up and then didn't pick him. (laughs) In, In three years, when both of these players are, like, completely developed... With Hughes, Pedersen, and Connor Bedard this year in the draft, your team's going to look unreal. But I'm not done. Then you take JT Miller, Jack Rathbone, Luke Shen. What? (laughs) And a 2024 second, and you trade them to the Colorado Avalanche for Eric Johnson's cap hit because it's up at the end of the year. Bowen Byram and Alex Newhook. Okay, my first—that's re- a horrible here, trade. My first reaction to this is: I'd like to introduce you to the newest captain of the Vancouver Canucks, Brock Besser. 
What? No, I was going to bring that up too. You, you made an actual trade between the Canucks and the Minnesota Wilds, an egregious one, and it didn't include Brock Besser. Yeah. That's so weird. Don't worry. Besser leaves too. Oh, okay. Where is he going? But but just think, Alex Newhook, Bowen Byram, two super young players Bowen, proven proven in the NHL. Bowen, Bowen Byram, a little more to prove. Okay, what, I, why I are we giving up Rathbone? Here's the thing. Leave Rathbone out of this. Here's no, the thing. Bowen, Rathbone doesn't fit into my defensive plan with the rest of these picks. Here's the thing. Bowen Byram, as much as I do like him, and I liked watching him in Vancouver when he played for the Giants, he's very, very injury prone, and he's had a lot of injury troubles in his first few years in the NHL. Yeah, so, that's been quite well documented. So I don't know how eager I would be to, to acquire a player like... Well, I mean, to be fair, I'm trying to get rid of JT Miller's cap, which is not going to be easy. And Luke Shen's contract's up at the end of the year, so that kind of sweetens the deal. And Rathbone's another prospect because we're taking two of their defensemen. But then after that, I'm trading Connor Garland and a 2024 third-round pick to the Islanders for Josh Bailey, who's not playing and only has two years left on his contract. (laughs) He's overpaid, by the way, at five million a year, and Atu Ratti. <laughs> okay, you get a promising young center in Atu, Atu Ratti. So overrated, though. No, he's he's gonna be he's gonna be sick. And Josh Bailey's contract is just a two year. You're getting rid of it in two years. You're gonna, it's gonna be fine. <clears throat> Remember how before this episode started, Jake said to us off the mics, and he <laughs> yeah, was like, hey, we got to make sure we don't ramble about Canucks don't hypotheticals worry. in this episode. I got <laughs> two more trades, and this other one's a big one. Yeah, my phone, I have one note. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, sorry. When you say big trade, do you mean big in terms of the NHL or big in comparison to the things you've already said? Because no, so means, far... He means we're... Tyler Myers for Eric and Branson. <laughs> <laughs> two big players. No. We're trading Brock Besser. The twenty. 20- I thought Besser went to the Islanders. No, no, that was Garland. Oh, right. Sorry. Brock Besser, <clears throat> Oliver Ekman Larson, twenty percent retained. Jesus Christ! And you have three different teams paying for <laughs> Oliver Ekman Larson. <laughs> and the twenty twenty four first round pick we got from Minnesota to the L.A. Kings for defenseman Brant Clark, Matt Roy, Dion Phaneuf's contract. And Victor Arvidsson. The LA Kings still have Dion Phaneuf's contract for one more year. So, well, I just, I needed to make the money work, okay? So, can you explain to me now? Wait, er, sorry, there's one more trade, right? Tanner Pearson for a third round pick from anyone who's willing yeah. to. <laughs> That's what a steal for the Canucks. That, okay, so. What does our actual roster look like now that you've made this trade? Because I'm actually losing track. It is completely dependent on the Canucks getting... <laughs> Listen to the papers. <laughs> you, know, he's just yeah. you guys should see this. He has. Do you guys remember having planners in elementary school? Worry, he reminds me of the, like, you know, like the Charlie Day meme where he's, like, pointing at the fucking board. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was prepared for this moment. Wow. Like so you were ready for revision. You were ready for the question, except you didn't know where in that notebook the answer was. Yeah. He, he studied for a test that nobody wrote, <laughs> <laughs> and then forgot where he wrote the answer down. <laughs> okay, so the Canucks, you'll still have your first line of Pedersen, McCabe, and Kuzmenko. Right. Your second line is going to be Alex Newhook, Josh Bailey, and Victor Arvidsson. 
Like, remember, we're trying to finish at the bottom of the league this year. So this this team's going to get us there. Right. But we're going to develop these players as we're going. Then you got Pod Colson, Niels Amon, and Hoglander. And then your fourth line of Joshua, Lazar, and Lockwood. Jesus. <clears throat> and then on defense, of any which pairing you, you want, you're going to have players as of Hughes and Byram on the left, and then whoever the hell else you want to put on the third pairing. And you're going to have Kalen Addison, Brant Clark, Ethan Bear, whoever you freaking want on the right. But now you have four high-end defensive Remind prospects. Me again, what did you do with Tyler Myers? Where did he go? Um, he's dead in two years, <laughs> yeah. so he's still on the team. He's okay. in the press box. <laughs> well, his contract's up in two years, which leaves us a lot of space. Josh Bailey would be up. To be honest, he'll, he'll, he will probably get bought out in the summer. Yeah, well, we would have gotten rid of... I think he'll get traded. We will have gotten rid of Miller's contract, OEL's contract, Besser's contract, and Garland's contract. Except for the ones that we retained like 20% on. Only on OEL's contract. That's it. Was that the only one we retained? Yep. Which I think is hilarious. And, like and Horvat. And Horvat, which Arizona's, is up at the end of the year. Arizona's paying him 10. Yeah. We'd be paying him 20. And then was it the fucking Islanders or someone? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the LA Kings. Right. The LA Kings we paid. The other was at 70%. They're in win now mode. So. And then you're. In the minors, you're going to have Atu Ratti, who will be ready in a few years. You're going to have Wallstad, who's going to be ready in a few years with uh, right, so, Arthur Silovs. So also our, wait, so our NHL tandem is now Martin and Silovs. No, it's Martin and Dalia. We need Silovs to to prime oh in the minors. <laughs> this team. Ty Young too, eh? No, this, yeah, this team needs to lose. Like, we need this team to lose. And I agree, this, and I get okay. I guess if that's your mindset, then I can see how you're in, doing this. In three years, we're gonna have Hughes, Byron, Byram, Addison, and Clark as our top four D. Right, and if this all goes according to plan, we'll also have Connor Bedard next season. <laughs> Dude, this team's gonna be nuts, and we'll have you mean a, nuts in the draft lottery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay. <laughs> and in three years, our team's gonna be ridiculous with like twenty five million dollars in cap space. That we can just sign a bunch of other players <laughs> when we're ready to go. So you're ready to like put them into win now mode, then just <laughs> blow it up again, right? <laughs> no, because that's what fans are getting used to. So now. We're blowing it up now. We're carrying this team. We're developing these players for the next few years, and then this team's going to grow together over the next two, three years. We're going to have a ton of cap space. Bring in the pieces that we need. And we're going to go from there. I'm pretty sure McDavid's a free agent yeah, <laughs> that settle year. Down, settle down. <laughs> Tyler, honestly, man, like, I love the effort you put into this. But the the, uh, the the bit of the crux to this whole thing is just that you're asking for too many young, promising players that, like, organizations just aren't going to give up on. Oh, they're game. going to give up. They're in win now Like, if mode. you think Brant Clark is getting moved, you're wrong. If you think Jesper Volstead, you know, an organization that's never had a good goalie. They're going to have Demko for years to come. American goalie in America. Yeah. I don't know. I Plus, just, they're going to have Captain Bo Horvat. That team does not have a first line center. They have what, Joel, Minnesota Wild. They have Joel Erickson Eck, who's a proven second C. I thought he was a goalie. Oh god, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for Anaheim's farm team. <laughs> they don't have a one C, and they need they need one. Yeah. Now, I I think what you're touching on, and like it, I'm going to really read like outside the lines here. What you are talking about in that you've gone into too much detail about <laughs> is that you just, you want this team to rebuild. Yes. You want them to look at where they are, acknowledge that this core as it stands will never win you a cup nope. and you want them to make big changes, huge changes. I, while I don't necessarily agree with the changes <laughs> you've 
you've come up with, I do also agree that I think it is time that you do make major changes. Hey, you watch three years down the road, all four of those defensemen are going to be in the top 10 for defense. And they could have all been on the same goddamn team. I, I don't know if I see that, but I do think it's time that this team really does start looking at that. And what I hate is that they're actually taking it out on Bruce Boudreaux, right? Who turned the season around last year. They brought him in this year with somehow an even worse defense than he had last year. And they're trying to blame the coach for why this team isn't winning. It just, the, the problem seems so obvious to me and to so many other fans and what I'm starting to like is the fans aren't blaming the players anymore. I'm seeing most fans aren't even blaming Demko, even though he's been bad enough to lose us games. They're acknowledging that it's just a slump. They don't blame Boudreaux. They don't blame the GMs. They're blaming the owner. And, and I'm really glad to see that not just the hardcore fans are doing that anymore. Regular, average, casual fans now understand that Francesco Aquilini is the problem with this team. I don't know. I think we should still start a GoFundMe. Vancouver Boys Arena. General manager, Twisted Tyler. (laughs) It's got a nice ring to it. I'm not going to lie. If I was the owner, don't think you would be the GM. (laughs) But you know what? You're you're in good company, though, because do you know who I think would be the GM? Roberto Luongo. Because at the Hall of Fame induction the other night, he said that that is his ultimate goal, is to become the GM of an NHL team in the near future. I'm going to keep one of these in. Why? I don't know. I think the, the listeners deserve to hear you blowing <laughs> fucking snot across the room. Oh, come on. Everyone gets a cold once in a while. But what do you guys actually think, like, with Roberto Luongo wanting to be a GM, the Sedins are already in the system looking to take high up management roles. Do you see a reality where Luongo could fit into that role? Which I will just start off by pointing out the hilariousness that would be the guy who has the quote, my contract sucks now in charge of the contracts. I honestly don't see the Canucks doing it. If anything, I see them pushing Daniel and Henrik more into that role. Into like a either co-president or co-GM type thing, or one's the president, one's the GM. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I also just don't think that uh, Roberto Luongo's style fits the culture that has been developed in Vancouver. But one could argue he helped develop that culture in Vancouver, and then got traded. <laughs> we should I, make yeah. Kevin BX the like the GM. I think. Like Trevor Linden, the Sedins. I'd make Kevin BX the Prime Minister. They kind of have those things in common, right? The Vancouver Canucks organization likes to pretend like they're this very well-buttoned-up organization, and Roberto Luongo's just more out there, right? Right. So That's why we need to start a GoFundMe and buy the team. That's just it. Is it something I would like to see the Canucks do? But yeah, knowing Aquilini, he won't, because he knows that Roberto Luongo is a bit of a loose cannon. He is going to speak freely. He's going to do the things he wants to do. And if they try to put restraints on him, he'll leave. Yeah, it's insane. It's like this is a this is an industry where the most important thing is public image. And yep. he's so concerned about the public image of the team that he has completely dive bombed the public image of the team. 
That is an interesting way to put it, but you're completely right. You know, what? one thing I have always liked about the Canucks is that the players that they've seemed to get always seem to be good players outside of the rink, right? And when they're not, they get traded or let go, right? You, you look at Kessler. Once his attitude became a problem or once he was a problem in the room, he was let go. Once Luongo started complaining, even though he was totally justified in what he was complaining about, he was let go. Cassian had problems, let go. Vertanen has problems, let go, right? And Vertanen, it's, it was like overnight. Yeah. You know, it was like, the you know, allegations, you're gone. Yeah. Boom. Out of the room. And, and as much as some people view that as extreme, I've always liked that about the team, that they care about their image. They care about not just the players who are, their on ice performance, about how they act and how they carry themselves as professionals. And... While there's no one on the team right now that's been, you know, necessarily doing things off ice or whatever, it's clear to see that there's a problem in the locker room. And I miss the days when there weren't, right? In the last few days, we've heard the Sedins do their speeches at the Hall of Fame. We've heard Luongo do his speech. We've heard Kevin BX at his retirement night. And all of them talked about how amazing the culture was when they were in Vancouver. I don't think people say that anymore about this team. Except for Henrik Sedin when he said... The coaches always said a Henrik Sedin at 70% is always better than a Daniel at 100. And and you know he's been waiting for like <laughs> years to say that. Yeah, oh yeah. But also you knew it was totally a joke. Like that's definitely not something that he was trying to rub in <laughs> Daniel's face. But No, that those it, speeches it was were hilarious. Yeah, they, they were good. They were well done. But one thing too is, you know, you see, look at Colorado. A lot of people give a lot of credit to how that team turned out to Joe Sackick. Right, And then you look at Detroit and look at how well they're doing. I predict top five team in the next five years for sure. You look at Steve Eiserman and what he's doing there. Right, You even could look at the Leafs and how they've struggled in the playoffs, but how they have built what is on paper, or at least was last year, a very, very good team. They have Brendan Shanahan running things, right? All these teams that are doing such great things have former players in high positions because they know what they're doing. Right? And that's why I wonder, what if you take the owners out of the situation? What if you didn't just have one guy in there? What if your entire management group was not only built up of X players from random teams, if it was an X group of players that was part of the same locker room that had as much sex... <laughs> Ryan Kessler's joining the squad. <laughs> I, I meant to say success. Yeah. <laughs> and then All right. In walks Kessler and in walks Schneider. Oh, oh Jesus, Jesus Christ. All right. Well, I meant to say a group that had as much success as the 2011 Canucks. I mean, they had, they had a lot of sex on there. <laughs> oh, oh, God. You get what I mean, though, right? You've got guys like Alex Burroughs in an assistant coaching role in Montreal, right? You've got Luongo, who openly wants to be a GM. You have the Sedins, who honestly, I don't think would be great GMs because they're too kind. They're, they're not going to be able to make the tough decisions they have to make with players, right? They're going to base everything off of personality and culture but you have to sacrifice a little of that sometimes to get on-ice results, and that's what I think Luongo would be a good voice for. There's just a lot of players from that team who are very naturally stepping into roles above playing, 
that I think are perfect fits for the organization and they would get along well. And most of them would be on the same page about almost everything. And I think that's the kind of team you want working for you off the ice. Now, the one question is, how do you get Aquilini out? Because that obviously well, is that, that's the problem. What's going to have to happen? If I were the owner, it, it would be overnight. And, and a lot of people say, well, if I was the owner, this player would be gone and I'd trade for this player and I'd do that. If that's the kind of owner you are, then you're no better than Aquilini is, right? You, your only job as an owner when it comes to personnel is hiring the GM and maybe the president. Outside of that, they handle what's beneath that. Paying everyone's goddamn bills. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Let, let them do your job. You pay people to do a job for a reason. Yeah. And here's the thing. Like, have the Vancouver Canucks been profitable? As, as a business, have they been profitable? Extremely so. Then what the hell is he doing? I know. I know. Well, that's the thing. Is he, in his own mind, credits himself with that. He thinks that if he had listened to Trevor Linden, they wouldn't have been profitable. And it's even possible that there could have been a year or two where that would have been correct. But right now, they would be, look at where the New York Rangers are, who, who wrote the famous, everyone calls it the letter, right, to their fans, saying, we're going to suck for a year or two, but then we're going to be really good again. Look at where they are now. Yeah. Right? That is where the Canucks could have been by now. Instead, they're still basement dwellers because Francesco Aquilini was so focused on selling the idea of win-now mode, he didn't actually let anyone do it. He didn't let anyone build a team that could go into a win-now mode. And the thing that he doesn't realize, like, yeah, okay, he's a successful businessman. He's made lots of money. He owns a hockey team, yada, yada, yada. But if he would have taken that one year and just taken that hit, mm-hmm. just taken that that hit for just that little bit, you would have made way more money selling out arenas. Selling in- jerseys. Selling jerseys, increasing ticket prices, making the playoffs. The first round of the playoffs goes to the NHL. Everything after that is all profit for you. Yeah. And this guy owns the arena. He owns the land it's on. So it's not like he's paying other people. Yeah, he's not leasing the space. <clears throat> yeah. So it's like you want to make that second round year after year. You want to make it to the Stanley Cup Finals. Well, if you take that one year off, now you have that opportunity to do that. You win yourself a Stanley Cup, ticket prices, they can go up. Exactly. You can make more money. Like there's a lot of things that he's not really thinking about which you think he would be considering how much money he has. Well, it, it feels like everything with him is short-term. It's all, how can I make the most money by the end of this hockey season? Yeah. And he doesn't care about the next one, so then he has to spend the next season scrambling to make up for all the mistakes he made the last season. It's good on your taxes if you record a loss. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> when you're a billionaire? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think billionaires pay taxes, man. I hate to break it to you. Probably not, but (laughs) (laughs) I pay taxes (laughs) sometimes. So just going back to my trade to the Minnesota Wild real quick. Oh, my God. (laughs) Marc-Andre Fleury is out for a week at least. A week? (laughs) At minimum. Still the future. Due to an injury. So Thatcher Demko? (laughs) Yeah, I I don't think so. Bo Horvat? No, that is very important to me that I, I make my stance very clear on this. And I said this last year about Pedersen. And everyone said I was crazy when I said clearly he's injured and he's in a slump and he's going to get better. A lot of people said, nope, he's he's digressed. He's not going to be good anymore. Trade him. Get what you can now because he's going to be nothing. Well, he did have off-season hip surgery. Right. So that could be playing into to things a little you, bit. You, Demko did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But and 
I, I think it is for sure. He looks slower. Yeah. And because and people are saying, oh, he's lost his confidence. Yeah, he's not confident because he's slow. Because he can't move fast enough right now. I have 100% confidence. And I'm okay quoting this. You can bring this up later if I'm wrong, which I won't be. I have 100% confidence that Thatcher Demko will be back to mid-season form in the near future, in the next month or two. Until that, then, I'm okay riding Spencer Martin as the starter for a little while. That That's great, but if if this team is rebuilding, and if that's the route we need, we need to go in, he is our most valuable piece on the trade block. We can get the most out of Thatcher Demko. You are probably correct about that, yeah. So it would be but beneficial the, to trade him. The problem is the reason he's worth that much is because you don't just come across really, really good goalies. They don't just float around. Exactly. But if, we, if we're rebuilding, by the time we're ready to go and the team plays together and we make our push, he's going to be into his new contract. We're not going to be able to afford him. Yeah, well, that, that is actually a problem. But that's what I would hang on to him for now. I, I would wait until the last year, at least next season. Yeah, but to, you before get, you, he's got term right now, Marcus. Term. Yeah, next year would be term two, a season yeah, and a he's half. He's got that lots of term. term. He's got lots of term right now. You could probably string two first-round picks for him. I think so, but also where the Canucks are, I don't view that as worth it because from, again, it, it's hard to play with what I think they should do versus what I think they will do. And what I think they won't do is go into a full-blown rebuild. They won't do it. I know. They, they are going to gonna try. They're going to try everything to make a couple tweaks and see if that changes things. And if I'm the GM, it is the right-handed defense, which I know are expensive. But Kalen the, Addison. Oh, my God. Yeah, but we're not making that ridiculous trade. It's, like, it's so logical, there, though. There are, you know what? Two pieces that I would give up that I don't like I'm, I'm putting this out on our TikTok page. I'm making a video. I'm going to go three here. I'm there, making a video, and I'm putting it out on our TikTok Vancouver Boys podcast, and you guys are going to decide in the comments whether you like it or not. There are three players on this team that I think have actual trade value that I would be willing to trade for a right-shot defenseman, like a competent, good right-shot defenseman that will improve, let's say, the second pairing, right? That would be Besser, Garland, and Hoaglander. I think some combination of those players and probably some draft picks will get you a good second-pairing right-shot defenseman. We need but, picks. But I know we need picks, but what I'm saying is if this team does genuinely believe that all they have to do is make a couple tweaks, those are the exact tweaks that they, they need to make. And if it's not that, they're doing something wrong. Well, if this team thinks that we, we only need a few tweaks and we're in worse position than I thought we were in. You know what? As, as crazy as this might sound, I can even see a reality where it's just a couple tweaks. We're so cap-strapped, though. We are cap-strapped. That's the problem, right? But again, you ship out Garland, there's $5 million gone. Yeah, but right? what, what you, you ship good right-shot defenseman are you getting for under $5 million? So then you ship out Besser, that's another $6 million gone. Right? I just, so now I just we're, don't now we're talking see about eleven million for for either of those players. No team's going to want to pay Besser 6-6 six, six for zero yeah. goals. He has, he has a goal. One goal. And he's point per game, so that's pretty great. Yeah. How many of those power play points? Almost none of them, actually, because they fucking demoted him to the second unit. Uh, but he, he's been 
he's been playing quite well, even though the goals haven't necessarily been coming. And he hit the crossbar in the last game, which is basically a goal. Doesn't even count as a shot. Everyone knows that that's basically a goal. It doesn't count anywhere on the, on the stat sheet. You know what I think is crazy is that Jake is asleep on the couch right now. No, not. Yeah, okay. <laughs> there he is. He's back. Oh, he was. He was out. I can hear him. I can hear him snoring in the headphones. Yeah, no, like it's, it, it's I, hard to breathe. Nope, like, I, I heard him snoring. I know sometimes he closes his eyes when he's thinking, but like there's a game on TV right now that he was not watching. He no. was asleep. Oh, no, 100%. I was awake. I just have a bit of a cold. So you don't sound very awake, even though you are awake, you still kind of sound asleep. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we put any of our listeners to sleep, Tyler, what do you think we should do? I think we should get rid of Jake. What? <laughs> Wait, why did that sound so threatening? What do you mean, get rid of him? I don't know. Do you got a goof of the week? <laughs> oh, yeah. And then welcome to my. Wait a minute. He got to hit the button first, eh? What a goof! You want to? I guess, right? We can do my segment really quick. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, we'll do it now? Yeah. yeah. Okay, hit the button again. What a goof! <laughs> you didn't have to hit the desk that hard. <laughs> That's right. Welcome to. The biggest goof of the week. This is my segment, my part of the show, where I go out and find a story that involves a player, coach, team, organization, whatever, what have you. I bring up that story with the guys. We have a little chat about it. And this story was actually more biggest goof of last week, but it was still developing when we were recording. So anyway, we'll bring it up this week. So Kanye West is, oh, oh <laughs> is kind of going through a bit of a cancellation lately. Uh, he made some comments uh, that he probably shouldn't have. And to put him in hot water with Adidas, they dropped him. The whole Yeezus brand is is getting, you know, shuffled up. And, you know, Adidas is maintaining the rights to the shoes, but Kanye gets the right to the to the naming and whatever. And there's a whole fallout from that. Well, a lot of the reason why he went through this fallout is because he made some comment about the Jewish community. So the temperature socially was a bit hot, right? Like things were things were getting heated. And when Kanye made these anti-Semitic jokes or, or, or comments, really, um, it basically just put a bit of a spotlight on these issues. And so then, in the same week, Kyrie Irving retweeted a link to a documentary. He didn't caption it or anything. He just retweeted a link. And it was to a documentary that had some anti-Semitic viewpoints in it. And I believe it was the documentary that Candace Owens just put out. But I can't remember exactly. Anyway, so um, because of this, Kyrie Irving started getting canceled and and sidelined. And then the NBA put out basically a list of demands that he had to follow if he wanted to play in the NBA again. And so I think this is the point where a lot of people thought, okay, this is the end of the road for Kyrie Irving. Like, there's no way he can come back from this. Well, it turns out he came out and he apologized. And now it looks like he's going to be coming back this weekend and playing in the NBA again. So this whole scenario is just super bizarre. And so the biggest goof of the week is Kyrie Irving. If Kyrie Irving was not a superstar, he would have been suspended from the league indefinitely. Oh, I That's all I'm totally saying. agree. Myers Leonard, same type of situation where he made a mistake, not knowingly, um, apologized for it after, and is not allowed to play in the NBA ever again. Just from calling somebody a name. I'm thinking, I know this is like the opposite side of the spectrum, but it's still this like politically charged action is Colin Kaepernick, you know, him taking a knee during the anthem. And he's, he has not played an NFL game since that season. Exactly. 
So I think the league should have been harder on Kyrie if they're going to be harder on everybody else. This is it's do you, are, Con, if Connor McDavid <laughs> if, if Connor wow, McDavid that you have not had a cold start that long in a while. If Connor McDavid cold screws outside. up <laughs> so bad, kick him out of the league. That's only fair. Yeah, just like if Jake Vertanen screwed up so bad, kick him out of the league. Yeah, you know these guys, well, they, they're no, no, role no, models, the, right? They have to set a standard uh, and to make comments or to promote something like that. I, I kind of get where they're coming from, especially in the NBA where it's kind of a bit of a pressure cooker right now because of what's been going on over the last few years. Yeah, that, that's true. And and sorry, just I want to touch on that really quickly. I do not want to come off like I'm defending Jake Vertanen because I'm not, but the NHL didn't kick him out of the league. They suspended him until the verdict of his trial was released. And then when it came back that he was found not guilty, he signed a PTO with Edmonton and was not good enough to get back into the league. No, no, I, I wasn't saying Vertanen was kicked out of the league. It was just kind of the only comparison that could come. Yeah, to my head yeah, yeah. Like no, I, I get it. I just wanted NHL to make sure that, yeah, that yeah. was that was clear. But yeah, no, that this that's just a weird story, start to finish. Anyway, there you go, biggest goof of the week, Kyrie Irving. Wow, yeah. uh, what a goof! Yeah, goof indeed. Well, you know what? He's coming back to the league. He made his apologies. Do you know, before we go to break here, like, do you guys think that him apologizing and taking back what he did is enough for him to deserve a, I want to say second chance, but this is quite honestly like his 10th chance. No, I think the league should have sent a message and kicked him out of the league. I have to be honest because I didn't see the apology. I, I, I don't really know. And I also, you're saying it's his 10th chance. I didn't even, I, I'm not familiar with the other things he's done. He's just so. been a very polarizing figure. In the NBA. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. But, uh, again, I know his name, so I'm assuming he's a pretty good player. I yeah, do not he, follow when he basketball plays, very much. When he plays, he's great. Okay. When he doesn't play, sucks because he just sits there on the bench. Right. Understood. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. It, it's hard to say if they should have forgiven him or not, but he definitely should face repercussions for that. I mean, at this day and age, putting out anything that is – whether it be, what's the word I'm looking for here? Not derogatory, derogatory or degrading or anything demeaning, demeaning, anything putting down a group of people or any person. Yeah. It's not okay. Right. You, you cannot judge a group of people based on stereotypes anymore. You can't do it. So I I don't know what exactly he put out there. He shouldn't have done it and he should have to face consequences for it. You know what else? We should face consequences for what is going on this long without a break. That's true. Let's give these listeners a break. Right after another word from our real sponsors. (laughs) (laughs) Tyler, you have to have some sort of buildup. You can't just come in with that. (laughs) You just said we're going to break. Right after another word from our sponsor. (laughs) Right after another word. From our sponsor. Right after another word. Oh, I, I'm going to break. I'm playing the music. Music's fading in now. It's too late. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys Podcast, and every week, is brought to you by Beaver Buzz Energy. Thank you so much, Beaver Buzz, for supporting the boys. We here at Vancouver Boys Studios are all Beaver Buzzing. And this week, in lieu of a fake sponsor, we here at Vancouver Boys Studios would like to acknowledge that this month is Movember. 
November is and always has been an incredible campaign ran every November to raise awareness for men's cancers and more broadly, men's health issues. As men who have all lost men in our lives way too early, November is a campaign that we fully support. And should you choose to make any sort of donation, you can find the link to their website in our bio on Instagram through our link tree. We'll be right back. There was a game we were playing against Mission in Mission, and uh, someone threw a pass over to me, and I ripped a one-timer. Absolutely shattered my stick, and, like, <laughs> the glass had, like, netting and stuff, like, around most of it. And mm-hmm. Shattered my stick, and the blade went flying way up and over. <laughs> so into the funny. netting? In, no, into the stands. <laughs> over the netting. Oh. Over the netting, into the stands, and smoked this chick who was holding her baby. <laughs> <laughs> But she was cheering for the mission team, so I didn't even oh, feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't believe it if I wasn't there to see it. It was so funny. Like <laughs> it, a baby. It took off like a rocket. Like yeah. the, the stick just went flying. It's like, oh. Yeah, he like followed through and the stick held on just long enough so he would launch it straight up in the air. I wish I was there to see it. Oh, it Damn. Hilarious. Yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> You're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's her name. Don't wear it out. Who's ready to get horny? <laughs> Who's already there? Ludeming. Let's ride. Bombs away. Welcome back from break, everybody. I hope you had a splendid time in that short period where we were not there. <laughs> we sure did. Yeah, it was a very long period for us. But oh, my God. Yeah. Can I go to bed yet? Yeah, not yeah, quite. Not quite. We not got quite. half an episode to go. Lots of lots of fun hockey stuff that we want to talk about real quick. One thing for me in particular, the St. Louis Blues. They were on an eight-game losing streak. Turn it around. They play Vegas, Colorado, then Chicago, and they crush all of them. The Blues are back, baby. They're going all the way. A little earlier than the last time they won the Cup, but... They're turning things around hella early. I don't know, man. I think a lot of bad teams have a tendency to beat good teams because those really good teams just don't wake up for those games. Hey, not three times in three. Or Well, I wouldn't say Chicago's a good team. but No, no, no. You're right. You're but right. Vegas, who was on like a nine-game winning streak or something, like they were on this ridiculous win streak, stopped by the Blues. Colorado's starting to heat up, stopped by the Blues. And it's all because Brandon Sod came back and Ryan O'Reilly finally have somebody to play with because he has been atrocious this year. Yeah, didn't Riley have some quote about his play? He was like, yeah, I, I suck right now or something like oh, that. Oh, he did. But he got a shorty against uh, Chicago, which helped my fantasy team, so I'm sure happy about that. <clears throat> good. You know who else had a quote saying, we suck? <laughs> it was John Tortorella. <laughs> with maybe, like, he has a lot of, like, controversial interviews or things that get a lot of likes or attention. This might be my favorite one ever. Yeah. Mid game. Yeah. On the bench. <laughs> everyone, like all the players must be able to hear him. From oh, where 100%. He's, standing. he's on the headset and he's not looking up either. He's looking straight down at his feet. Yeah. You know, they have the commentators. Oh, John, what, what do you think your play so far here? We suck. <laughs> We're not for checking. Okay. Uh, what do you need to do better? For check. <laughs> and, they go, okay, thanks, John. He goes, yeah, okay. And then when he tries to take the headset off, he, like, knocks his glasses off his face. And, like, uh, you can't hear anything after that, but you can just see him get ready to start fucking screaming. At, like, at no one in particular. Just at, like, the world. He's so <laughs> mad. 
I loved it. Uh, yeah. We suck. We don't forecheck. What do you need to do? Forecheck. All right. Bye. Absolute legend. They almost came back and won that game. Yeah. They were down 2 nothing. came back, tied it up, and then it was, uh, I think it was 4-3 with a few few minutes left in the game. Uh, Philly came back, tied it up, but they lost an OT on a pretty nice passing play. Mm. Three on one there at the end. It, admittedly, I did not see the game. I just saw the interview, but that was hilarious. Surprisingly, I watched that entire game because I really? bet on the Flyers to win, and <laughs> it did not pan out in my favor. Well, anyway, I, I got to say, as someone who, like, the Canucks did not have a good experience with John Tortorella, but I, I have to say, how can you not like this guy, though? Oh. He, like, unless he was your coach. Great locker room guy, especially super great hockey, or, um, hallway guy. Yeah. He's walking down the other team's hallway. I wouldn't call him a good hallway guy. <laughs> uh, another team I wanted to touch on real quick is the New Jersey Devils. I feel like we've been talking about them a ton lately, but that's because they don't lose. Yeah, 10 straight wins. Like, this team is unbelievable. They're on a roll. They're cruising. Jack Hughes looks amazing. The whole squad is firing on all cylinders, and it's it's really fun to watch, surprisingly. Yeah, you know what? Actually, I know we were just talking about, like, quotes, like, with John Tortorella and stuff. Did you hear the interview with Jack Hughes? Where <laughs> some reporter kind of out of out of the blue... She looks at him and goes, she's off camera. You can't really see her. Yeah. But she goes, uh, yeah, what, Jack, what do you think the uh, Devils can do here to be a little bit more consistent? And he just looks around like he's very confused. And he looks at her and goes, well, we, we've won 10 in a row. So uh, I think we're doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> like I think we're being pretty freaking consistent. Uh, he seemed like he wanted to say, like, Did you, do you follow hockey? Like, yeah. Do you know what this team's doing right now? Yeah, you're right. We should be a little more consistent. We'll lose the next 10. <laughs> like, <laughs> consistency is key. This team needs to be 500. Well, what, what I will give to that is, like, do you see, obviously, they're not going to win every game for the rest of the season, but, like, do you see, they them, might. Do you see them staying this good, though? I I think as long as their goaltending can stand up, which Vitek Vanacek looks great. Yeah. And Mackenzie Blackwood, that competition that they brought in with having Vanacek there is also upped his game. Right. I think if they can keep carrying the load, this team's going to keep scoring and they're going to win a ton of games. Yeah, I think it's wicked what's going on in New Jersey. Like, this is a team that's been so bad for so long. And I think, like, I think before the season I said that I'm ready to see them finally turn it around, finally have a good team. You know, finally start to win, and I'm really happy to see that that's happening for them. You know, and like we had Ryan Lepper on a few weeks ago, and he was kind of talking about the team, and he's seeing that like everything that was going wrong in, in seasons past is starting to kind of iron itself out. Players are getting older and developing, and they're kind of coming into their own, and it's cool to see because, like I was saying, like this is a team that hasn't been good, and for them to be able to turn it around and start to to play at the level that that fans have been waiting for for so long is awesome to see. And it's just something that I, I kind of hope that, you know, other or, uh, teams that will not be named can follow suit. You know what I want to see the Devils do? I want to see them bring back those jerseys that had the green piping in them. The Christmas jerseys. Those yeah. were awesome. I, I think they those. should only bring them back for Christmas time. <laughs> I want to see them bring back the New Jersey, Jersey, Jersey. No, they. I, I didn't like the New Jersey, New Jersey jersey. Jersey, Jersey. It's not a New Jersey anymore. It's last year's. No, it's the old it's New Jersey. Old, the older, it's the older New Jersey, Jersey. The New Jersey, Jersey, Jersey. Yes, that's right. Uh, I did not like that one personally at all. I, I thought it was quite ugly. But I really liked it when they had the green, like, 
stripes on their jerseys. I, I thought that was kind of cool. I'd like to see them use it as a third. Like, obviously, I think what they have now is really great, but I would like to see them bring it back as an alternate. I'd love to see them go, like, off the wall. I want to see them design like, Do a, a blue logo. jersey. Like the Montreal Canadiens? No, actually, powder they, blue. they have a blue jersey in their... Uh, in their history because the devils yeah because didn't the devils relocate from oh you mean when they were the colorado yeah, rockies yeah yes it, okay yes before the new and jersey I'm, devils existed they were blue yeah and i'm pretty sure one of their retros they had blue in it didn't they or reverse retros uh I no i don't think i don't so. think so i oh, okay. think they've always had just the red and the black oh, okay. and the white yeah, anyway, what no, I love their, is like, their reverse retro was when they made the whole jersey green with like red striping mm. That's what you're thinking of. I just, I'd love to see the New Jersey Devils like do something like bring in like a character into their logo, you know, kind of like what the Islanders did with the fishermen. Cause I just think like the, the Devils opens up so many possibilities like the for Tasmanian design. Devil. Yeah, they could do something like that, I guess. But I don't know. I just feel like there's so many opportunities for cool designs with the Devils, you know, and it's just an N and a J and a D. They could literally put a devil on their, on their thing, which would be pretty dope. Yeah. I get, even as a shoulder patch, I like that idea, mm -hmm. like having like a, a character. Because yeah. even when you look at like Western Canada, right? You've got the Canucks have Johnny Canuck, right? Uh, the Oilers even had that shoulder patch for a while that had the guy with the hard hat on it. Like he looked like an oil rigger. Yeah. Uh, the Flames, I don't know if you'd call it a character, but they have Blasty, mm -hmm. right? Like it's something like that. It would be cool for the Devils. I agree. Jumping back into the goaltending real quick. Right. Vitek Vanacek is seven and one this year. That's mental. Mackenzie Blackwood is four and two, putting up pretty decent numbers. Wow. And then they've had some minor league goalie play twice. He's two and zero. Oh. That's like, insane. Uh, it's and it's like their team's putting an offense, but their goalies aren't allowing a lot of goals. Yeah, no, they're they're helping out, that, and that's what you need. You need a full team effort to win games, right? And the Devils are showing that right now, that when you put in a full effort, you don't have to have the best roster in the league. But if everyone's playing to their maximum capabilities, you win hockey games, and a lot of them. Yeah, exactly. And another team that has a lot of mental fortitude would be the Boston Bruins, would you say? I would say that. They're, yes. they're doing the exact same thing. Ricky and McAvoy's back off injury hella early. Marchand also mm -hmm. extremely early. And they're 14 and 2. Oh, they're stupid. And it's like they're not 14 2 and something. They're 14 2 and 0. Yeah. Like they've only lost two games this entire year. No, that's insane. And again, that's a team that, like, when I say they're going to cool down, I don't mean that they're going to fall off, but I mean they're obviously not going to keep at that pace for the rest of the season. That's impossible. But. It is really sad as a Canucks fan to see what the Bruins have done since 2011 versus what we've done. Because the, the Canucks have just straight up been basement dwellers since 2015, right? They, they had one year where they made the playoffs and had any success after that. The Bruins have been in the playoffs and made the finals twice since 2011, right? It, it, it's crazy to me that they've been this good for this long. And here we are still with them just dominating the NHL. I hate it, but like, you know what? If you're a Bruins fan, soak it up. You know, if you are a sports fan in New England, you've just witnessed like the best decade of sport, maybe two decades of sports 
but mostly the last one. Yep. That anyone has ever witnessed in one city. Tom Brady making it to the finals every year. I don't know. They had like the Celtics win in 2008, I think. Yeah, the Red Sox got... Did they just win once? No, they won in 04, 13, and 18, I think. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. I think it was three times across those. Big poppy. Yeah, but like, but there you go. Like, you know, soak that up. Acknowledge the fact that if you were a New England sports fan, there's a good chance you are never going to see anything like this again in your home city. Believe me, they do. They are well aware. I don't know. I think, especially for younger fans, they don't realize that this isn't normal. You know, because it is their normal. It's what they grew up with. They don't realize that they're going to go through pits where all of their teams suck at the same time. Like Vancouver's, where they almost always all suck at the same time. There's only three of them. Yeah, Yeah, and they all suck. (laughs) And things are about to get really bad for Vancouver fans. Because the BC Lions finally looked good. Yeah. Like, oh, they had a great season. They looked phenomenal. Nathan Rourke got hurt. They still made it, managed to make the playoffs. He came back, won them the first game. They lost to the Blue Bombers, who I think won. I think, yeah, they won it last year. Zach Caleros is an absolute unit at quarterback for that team. But Nathan Rourke, superstar quarterback, young guy for the BC Lions, has a bunch of NFL tryouts coming up this year. So there's a possibility you could lose him to the NFL. And then they're back to square one where they do not have a quarterback because Travis Lule ain't coming out of retirement, and I don't think his shoulders are going to last more than a game anyways. Well, maybe maybe the, the Lions could do a little trade with the NFL here because Tom Brady this week uh, <laughs> mentioned that he would maybe like to spend some time in the CFL. He did say that. What, what do you think? Brady to Vancouver? Do you oh, see it happening? I, I could see it happening. I mean, no better city than either Vancouver or Toronto to get Tom Brady. We have an indoor we have an indoor stadium. We do. The other places don't. So yeah. It's also nice to live in Vancouver. It's not nice to live anywhere else and, in Canada. He, and he's single now, so he doesn't have to drag his wife around. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. But, but uh, se- seriously, could you imagine what BC Lions games would be like if Tom Brady was our freaking quarterback? Oh, I guarantee you there'd be more people wearing Pats jerseys than Lions Probably. jerseys. Probably. But it, it, no matter what, every game would be sold out. Oh, yeah. I think. I think there would be, like right now at Lions games, they don't open the upper bowl. There's like tarps they, over the No, they did there. for the playoffs. Oh, in the playoffs. They yeah, did. It was yeah, a yeah. pretty good crowd there. But like you are going to start seeing that come off completely. Oh, you will have a stadium full of people just to watch Tom Brady. And yeah. I will be one of those people oh, almost too. every game. And the funny thing is, is he said this because he is now 4-0 and outside of America. Yeah. For, like games in different countries and stuff. So he's like, oh, Canada's outside. I would love to see, try my luck in the CFL. <laughs> yeah. And like, we have to acknowledge it was mostly a joke. And even if it wasn't a joke, it's not guaranteed that he would come here. Yeah. But that would be amazing for, like, not just for the Lions, but for Vancouver sports in general. It would I be think amazing that it for would the be CFL like, in general. Yeah. It would be a jolt of adrenaline to a dying league. Like, uh, there was a player a few years back, Corey Sheets, who came from the NFL into the CFL and just tore it up. Yeah. And it was so fun to watch. He was playing for the Rough Riders. It was just the talent was insane. But there's other players, like, uh, Chad Ochocinco, yeah, who came to the CFL and he's like, man, these guys are dogs. Like, these guys would be in the NFL if there was more teams. Like, there's just yeah. not enough people. Yeah, so. and I mean, of course, it is still somewhat. It's a lower level still, 
But like, yeah, yeah, a lot of the players could be good enough to get in the NFL oh, if there was more space. Absolutely. Let's uh, let's transition this back to hockey a right. little bit. Sorry about that. Yeah, nice little CFL chat there. Uh, don't do those very often. <laughs> Never. <laughs> I think David Beckham should play for the Whitecaps too. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Okay, we can we can dive into that real quick. Well, just if you don't have anything else. That's no, no, I don't I have anything. Um, Jake, oh, you have anything? Fucking yeah, line is out four weeks. Yeah, fuck me. <laughs> now, well, why don't you bring that one up then? Sad news in the NHL. Patrick Line is dead again. <laughs> <laughs> My rocket pick cannot stay in the freaking lineup. Has Not, he played what, like four games this oh, year? Probably. The, uh, the guy's a menace to himself. You know what I think it is, though? The new COD just came out. I feel like he purposely hurt himself so he could just go home and play COD. Oh, yeah. That's got to be it. They put a mod in the game so everything looks like Fortnite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, this this is his ankle. It was obviously evaluated, but sure, yeah, out, out for at least three to four weeks. That is so tough. And like Columbus was a team that was a big question mark at the beginning of the season because of getting Goudreau in the off season. They made a few really weird moves. One of which was signing Goodbranson to a four by four, but. This was a team no one really knew it was going to happen. And then you're missing Wierenski, and you've been missing Line A for most of the season now. And yep. they are right at the bottom. But well, Wierenski's done for the year. Yep. Freaking Line A's going to come back from this and probably get something else and be done for the year. They're looking at Bedard. <laughs> yeah. Bedard and their, his buddy Kent Johnson on the same team. Oh, yeah. That's live, right. Living together that. in uh, Columbus. Yeah, that'd be pretty crazy. That would. I feel like if we got Bedard, we should trade for Kent Johnson. Add him into that line A Wierenski duo. They're both injury prone. We might be able to Stop get him for nothing. Stop making stupid trades with Columbus. <laughs> I love trading with Columbus. I know you do. We're not trading Bedard <laughs> for Kent Johnson. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. We would never trade Bedard. We would trade to get, oh, Kent, to Johnson get Kent Johnson. with, So yeah. he could play with Bedard. Sure. I would never trade Bedard. If we had Bedard, yeah, I was gonna one say, piece of the it. puzzle that would never, never leave unless it was for like... We could also just pick up Mott in free agency because he only signed a one year. Yeah, and then the three of them could play together. Yeah. The little short line. <laughs> but uh, no, another another team that's pretty injury plagued right now is the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Jake Muzzin is on the LTIR, looks uh-huh. to be out for a while. What? What? You said my name. Said Jake Muzzin. Oh, Jake was sleeping. Good morning, Jake. <laughs> Other Jake was asleep. <laughs> um, and TJ Brody also looks to be out until at least next year. And that's tough because that's two of their most steady defensemen too. I am Morgan Riley. I said two of their most steady. He, Morgan Riley doesn't play defense. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's got, also true. Yeah, Giordano. Yeah. Yeah, he's all right. He's old. He's all right. But uh, I don't know. I think with Muzzin, his p- play's been so poor that they're just going to draw free loop him. You think so? A hundred percent. They need to get that cap off the books. They're going to try and bring in someone big, and Muzzin's not going to see another lick of ice time. I think that for the Leafs, like they, they have to be able to accept they're not winning anything this year, not in the playoffs anyway. You, ha- I would think one of their biggest trade chips could actually be Giordano. I think that's a guy they'd be willing to... Like, he's on a really cheap contract. Again, going to a contender, a defenseman like that, 
that could get you a pretty decent return. He'd be pissed, though. Yeah, well, yeah, because it was a team friendly. He <laughs> probably has a no trade clause. If he signed a deal like that, I don't remember seeing a no trade clause. Yeah, true. I mean, the the Leafs are second in the division now. So that's like, still crazy. obviously they're not going to win the division, no, but no. because Florida sucks, Tampa sucks, and Buffalo sucks, and Ottawa suck. sucks. It's just the best division. Montreal sucks. All those teams are like surprisingly, all those teams are really good and even. Buffalo is not good. Buffalo was really good, though. They, they, Buffalo yeah, they does this every year, year, though. Yeah. Every year, Buffalo's best team coming out of the year. Yeah. And every year is around November. <laughs> They're near the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, but he, even, like, again, watching the Canucks play against them the other night, they're terrible. Like, yeah. they did not look good at all. Yeah, they're playing a bad team, and they both look bad. Yeah. You know what looks good, though, is those, not the reverse retros they have, but, like, the proper retro goat head jerseys they brought back. Those oh, look yeah, amazing. yeah, They look sick. I saw the uh, the video on them. Yeah. That was insane. They yeah, look so good. Yeah, I'm so happy they brought that back. I hope they bring them back as they're home. That would be wicked. Because they look clean. Yeah. I'd love to see the the goat head as their home and then the reverse retro as their away. That'd be sick. It could be interesting. Wait, do you mean like do the goat head like the black and red one as the home? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you'd have to make the away one also like black and red colored. Mm, oh, no, they just change it up. Mean, you the, can do a blue and white away oh, yeah. jersey. They're or going all over. Hell yeah. No. Can't do that. They're doing whatever they want Not in allowed. Buffalo. Nope. There, is there a team that does that? Not different colors. There's teams that do different designs. Like the Hurricanes have their like Hurricane logo as their home jersey, but then they're a away jersey. It says, it says Canes. Canes like yeah. vertically. Yeah. Like there seems like that, but I don't think there's any that do like completely different color, color schemes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think that happens. There's some teams that could, and I think it would look awesome. But I think the NHL must have some kind of rule against it because not one team does it. I guess time we jump into the inbox. Splish, splash, I was taking a bath. Mom, 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 mom. Is that how we're going into it today, boys? <laughs> sure. All righty. It's one of those episodes. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. All right, a couple questions here. Okay. What's everyone's best hockey memory? Oh yeah, we're getting deep into these ones. Wow, that like, this could take a minute. That sent me into like a. I feel like my whole life just flashed before my eyes. There, like, man, I, I have so many things that I could. Sorry, I'm just rambling on here, but wow, I, March 2011. Oh, uh, we were at the tail end of a really successful season, and uh, we had like. We had won, I think, the banner for our division. Oh, I'm sorry. You're talking about playing. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, uh, I thought you were talking about the Preds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the good old days before the Canucks beat the snot out of them in the second round. No. Anyway. It's like 2011. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it was March 2011, and our team was, uh, was really good that season. We had won the banner for our division, and we were going into like a, a tournament after the season was over. And to this point, we had won like pretty much everything we could win. We'd won the two tournaments we'd played in previously. We had won the league. We had won the playoffs. And this was the last tournament that we were in for the season. And then the team was going to, you know, obviously be different the next year. So we go to this tournament and we lost the first two games of the tournament, won the third, 
then won a game to get into the, the playoff round and then kind of kept winning to make our way to the final. Anyways, we get to the final and we go down by three and we're late in the second period and we're in a position we had never been in before because we were always beating teams. We were just a good team that year. Anyway, one of our weakest players and quietest guys on the team scores two goals before the end of the second period and we are hyped beyond belief. That's Jake's first two-goal game. (laughs) (laughs) We go into the third period, and they were just... They were just sitting back the whole time. They played defense the whole game. Finally, with like seconds to go, one of our guys gets a goal, a dirty goal, just sitting on the in the crease, fires it in. So we go to overtime, solves nothing. Go to the shootout, and our best player is our first shooter. Of course he scores. Then they go. They come down, ring one off the iron. I'm the second shooter in the in the shootout. I go down. Fire it short side, score. So now we're up 2-0 in the shootout. It's five shooters in this tournament. To save you the rest of the dramatics, our goalie ends up stopping all five of their shooters, and we won. It was crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, it was super fun. And that's, So that's my, probably my best memory. Well, actually, it's my second best memory. But I want to let Tyler tell the one that I figure will probably be up there for his. Yeah, I can go that route. <laughs> Did you have another route you wanted to go? I was kind of on the fence. Okay. But well, why uh, do you no, tell both? No, no, I'll go this route. This oh, one God. doesn't involve me hurting myself. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll go. With, we'll go with this one. Okay. So, my first year moving back to uh, BC from living in Alberta, I started hanging out with Jake, and uh, he's like, "Oh, hey, um, I'm playing on this hockey team. You should come play." And I was like, oh, no, no, "I'm, I'm done with hockey. Like, I just came off like a pretty serious injury." And uh, I was like, no, nah, I'm kind of done. He's like, oh, no, no, just come. Like, it'll be fun, blah, blah, whatever. So I go out to a practice. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll just come to practice, see how it is, blah, blah. Put the skates back on, and i just like, all right, I got to play. I, I love hockey too much. Okay. So that that's how I got onto this team. And then throughout the season, like, we're, we're a decent team. A lot of talent, but we just didn't do a lot with it. Until we got to this tournament in Richmond. And... We're just we're winning most of our games. The other Ridge team, I'm pretty sure they got eliminated like right away. No, they made it to the semis and lost. Okay, they made it to the semis and lost. So was it in the semis that game? Sorry, they got to the quarters and lost. Yeah. Yeah, and then the semis was the game. Okay, so we're in the semis, and we're down 2 nothing, with like, I don't know, two, three minutes left to go in the game. Okay. I think it was... Three one, but whatever. Yeah, yeah down by two. we're down by two. Few minutes left in the game, and things are not looking good. I'm playing defense, and a puck ends up coming back to the point, and I just tee it up, score. Okay, one goal game. Go by the bench. You know we're selling. Blah blah. The other team's talking trash, and they're like they're losing their marbles and stuff. Right. Come back out, like about a minute left. Puck comes to me at the point again, rip a fucking slap shot, score again. I go right in front of their bench and just <laughs> sell so hard, just staring right at their team. Like, <laughs> the funniest thing. And they're like, oh, you should get a penalty, blah, blah, Because, like, it, it was just one of those games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Emotions were running high. <clears throat> so they keep me out there. Well, Jake keeps me out there because he's <laughs> Jake's the next 
Jake's yeah. the next one to come out on the ice. Yeah, so Tyler was out there with his D partner, and then my D partner and I were the next on the gate. Yeah. Right? So game ends up being tied going into OT. So I'm, they're like, oh, are you good? You're good? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I, I can go, blah, blah. And Jake's like, yeah, yeah, go, go, go. I go out there. We go through the whole overtime, and nobody scores. And I stay out for the entire five minutes. Okay. <laughs> and, like, every, so every time I'm, like, looking at the bench, like, still skating to, like, the dot where they're going to drop the puck. And Jake's like, no. Nah. He's like, stay, stay, stay. I'm like, he's good. He's good. Yeah, he just yeah. got out there. And then, and then the guy's like, some, some of the other demon on the bench are like, oh, like, are, should we change? Should we change? He's like, no, no, no. No, he's good. He's good. <laughs> Jake, Jake's like, he's fine. He's fine. And then so overtime solves nothing, and the game goes into a shootout. I'm the first shooter, and I'm a defenseman. Goalie thinks I'm going to come in and rip this slap shot. Yeah. Walk up, dance him, forehand, backhand, wide open net. And the goalies, like, just didn't know what to do. Yeah, went for a swim in the corner. Yeah, gotcha. pretty much. Like, just absolutely danced them. And then a couple of our other shooters went in and shot. And I think one of them scored. I think Dean scored. Yeah. Um, our goalie stood on his head, made a bunch of big saves. I don't think he let in one goal in the shootout. No. And, uh, yeah, we ended up winning that game. And... Yeah, I ended up playing the last, like, three minutes of the game, all <laughs> OT, and then the first shooter. And then their goalie actually came up to me after the game, and he's like, dude, you, like, you danced the shit out of me. I thought for sure you were coming in and just ripping a bomb, like, and, yeah, it was insane. And I didn't even get MVP in that game. <laughs> what? Okay, well. Because I got it in the game before, because yeah. we had two oh. games that day. BS. Our goalie, though, he kept us in it, because, like, our team was very emotional, and, like, when we were down, we were like, fuck this. But then he made, like, so many consecutive amazing saves right. in the third that it just, like, fired us all up. Yeah. No, it was yeah. insane. All right, Marcus. Yeah, well, your turn. <laughs> I, well, I don't play hockey, so m- mine is not going to be an on-ice story. Um, mine, I was... Hey, you don't play hockey yet. I don't play hockey yet. Yeah, we're okay. going to be starting a team. Oh. Hey, maybe some of the some of the listeners can join the squad. Yeah, yeah. We're putting a squad together. Yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll let you know the sign-up details. Yeah. yeah. I'm playing Tendy, so this team's going to be sick. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's for, like I'm trying to think of even watching memories, and I, I know there's a lot of people who think I'm going to say, the, you know, Slay the Dragon or the Kevin BX a goal, and I, I do have great memories of those. Uh, but I have to say my favorite memory is more of a collection of memories that goes very similar for me and that was that as a kid uh when I was in like pretty much every year between kindergarten and grade five uh my grandpa would pick me up from school because both my parents worked full time so they weren't off early enough and uh, a lot of those days they would keep me at my grandparents place for dinner and that was where I became a hockey fan was at my grandparents house because they would pick me up from school my, my grandparents, my whole family was big hockey fans, but I, no one bigger than my grandparents. And uh, me and my grandpa just sitting there eating dinner. Usually with him, it was either pizza or fish and chips was his favorites. We'd have one of those. And, it's good choices. Yeah, we, we'd sit there. They, they had like a love seat that was just barely big enough for two people. And me and him, they, they had other couches that were way bigger that we could have sat on. But, you know, him and he, he's a pretty big guy too. And me and him would just cram ourselves onto the same love seat. We'd pull out the TV trays and eat dinner and watch the games. And you know, he, he'd either drive me all the way back from Burnaby to back then I lived in Poco. Uh, he'd either drive me all the way back or my parents would come pick me up. But those were like 
that's what like made me into a hockey fan was just those memories I had with him. And it's again, it's not one specific memory, but just so many nights went exactly like that. And like what I wouldn't give to just, you know, have that kind of night one more time. I, I still watch lots of games with him. I, I go to his place minimum once a week to watch a game with him. Yeah. But just the nostalgia of getting picked up from elementary school and oh, yeah. usually stopping on the way home, he'd go to a grocery store and get me a cookie and an apple juice. And, nice. You know, go back to his place. That was like literally some of the, the best days of my life were just doing that with him. So I. No, that's awesome. I, yeah. I, I remember watching a bunch of games with my papa and stuff and like, it's it's like you said it's just those memories that you just you never get back so just do it as much as you can and and you'll remember them and enjoy them forever yeah that's the biggest advice i can give to anyone who watches with their family is just keep doing it you know don't don't let that slip away sorry that wasn't very exciting or no you know no that's a different road but that's that's exactly what we needed yeah yeah. you know we we talk about hockey because we love it right yeah and uh, it's important for people to know, like, you know, this is this is our history with the sport, you know? Mm-hmm. No, 100%. 100%. Well, that was such a good question that we literally took all the time yeah, that we, we had we to had do like it. Five more questions that <laughs> yeah. we didn't do. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. But we, yeah. we did go over some of those questions in uh, at the beginning of this episode already, luckily. So, yeah, yeah. a lot of them are Canucks related. A lot of them. That's quite common. Yeah. So, um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 pretty much all we got got for the inbox this time. Yeah. Time. Time. Did somebody say time? <laughs> it's time. For, for Tyler's, Tyler's surprise headline. headline. It's Tyler's surprise headline. Oh yeah. <coughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was so loud. <laughs> uh, nurse a fake. <laughs> <laughs> Right, because it doesn't start with Florida man. (laughs) Nurse arrested for using a dead patient's debit card to buy snacks after the patient had passed away. No, because that's legal. What? There's no shot that's legal. It should be legal. What? (laughs) Jesus. Dead. What? Yeah, Yeah. they still have a family that has to pay that snack bill now. I'll be honest, like buying a snack at the vending machine, I wouldn't arrest her for that. I'd be like, hey, you, you owe me $4. Like, I'd be like, thank you for trying to save my loved one's life. Enjoy your yes, bag of here, chips. Yeah, clearly, enjoy, enjoy your Twix. No, like, clearly, uh, you didn't do a good enough job because he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't get any reward. Yeah. I'll buy you chips if you save them. <laughs> I'll, I'll be real, though. Like, arrest seems a bit harsh for that. Like, I get if she went out and, like, bought herself, a like, jewelry or, like, went out on some <laughs> big spending thing. But, like... I don't know, fucking finding a debit card on the ground, tapping it to see if it works, and you know, oh, hey, look at that, it it did work. I'll think I'll have myself a Kit Kat. You know, you, you're Snickers. You know, you're not you when you're hungry. <laughs> exactly. You, you take a bite of it. You go, oh god, what have I done? You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you look at the blood on your hands. <laughs> oh, Jesus! What oh my I god, done? I killed him for a Snickers. <laughs> hey, you give the Snickers back to the family. I think this belongs to you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, arrest seems harsh though. Like right? I, I, there's not a lot of Tyler surprise headlines where I'm like, "Yep, the punishment was too much." But I, I <laughs> yeah. think this might be one of them. Yeah, I'm saying real because, like, it. I don't know. Yeah, it, it seems real. Yeah, I still gotta go fake. Oh, well, the story is real. 
The arrest is fake. Ah, you oh, sh- no. Dude, you convinced yourself, but then you still went back on it. My whole point was yeah. that that was the flaw. I mean, so, she was terminated from her job. She was fired. Oh, okay. okay. And She's even just... that, I get. Like, okay, yeah, you can't do that. Fine. But yeah, the, the arresting, I thought that was a bit much. Yeah. I didn't think that would be like totally illegal. I, I Well, I've done so many truths in a row. I thought I'd try and like yeah, throw a little bit of a curveball in there. Yeah. No, that, that was good. That was a good fake one. But yeah, that's still, I want to point out too that I, I said that arrest seemed harsh. Still a pretty scummy thing to oh, do. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Super scumbag thing to yeah. do. Imagine going to see the family. You're just munching down on that chocolate bar. Like, I <laughs> yeah. just didn't hey. make it. Thanks for this. Just like yeah. doing CPR and, oh, God, I'm tired. Fuck it. Where is his wallet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, look, he has a do not resuscitate. I'll take this $20 bill. Exactly. No, he wakes up gasping air. She already has the chocolate bar. Just starts fucking beating him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shows it down Go back to sleep, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't feel good about saying that. No, no, I can imagine. Well, no. thanks to everyone who stuck around for this whole episode. Yeah. Um, if you do want to reach us for any serious inquiries, you can at Vancouver Boys Podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Or you can check us out on any of our socials. There's going to be a lot more videos to come at Vancouver Boys Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, and YouTube. Stream tonight. If you're listening to this in day recording, yep. come join us. There will be a stream yep. tonight if this is listened if, during the day. If the, if this is up on Friday, too, yep. which it should be. It should be. But And if you want to come hang out with me on Twitter, you always can at VancouverBoys underscore. Yeah, I think that's pretty much a wrap, boys. Yeah. And awesome. uh, support Movember. Yes. If, if, yeah. you're, if you cannot or you choose not to support financially, we totally respect that. But keep growing out those mustaches. You'll see our update this weekend. Yeah, and so. like walk... For like sixty something or something like that. I, what? Yeah, you're, they said if you can't like, um, like grow mustaches or stuff, if you walk for a certain amount of distance, like that helps too. Yeah, oh I mean, God, no, don't exercise. <laughs> oh, Jesus, don't leave your bedroom. Just no, grow a mustache. Look like a pedophile. <laughs> I got that. I got that on lock. Uh, yeah. I'm yeah, looking those, forward to seeing the week three updates because I feel like this is the week where you're actually going to see some like definition in the mustache. Yeah, especially for poor Alex. <laughs> I just don't yeah, feel like my mustache has changed at all since week two. Yeah, yours does somehow like yours looked really long after week one, but like it hasn't changed. No, it's just now same. It, it does look the same. Yeah. Mine's getting a little more Tom Selicky. <laughs> you wish it was getting more Tom Selleck. It's pretty Tom Selleck. Hell no. It's because my mustache is fake, just like my surprise headlines. <laughs> okay, thanks for rubbing it in. I glue it on. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Peace. Oh, yeah, I'll